Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. From a bunch of people who used to watch Bills games together in Chicago, Illinois, when this team used to suck, and now they're going to the conference championship. Let that sit in. This team is now measurably one of the four best in the NFL. I'm Lars from just outside Philly. Joining us tonight, the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago from Park Ridge, Illinois. Sujit is here. I'm very well contained. I'm not excited. I've just enjoyed a nice football game. I'm getting the thumbs up from Jam and Jeff Day down there in Austin, Texas. I'm not sure what. What do you mean to indicate it? What is this? What is this stand? I'm giving it. I'm giving it the. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm giving Sujit the volume up. I can. I can barely hear him. Um, that's that was the sign I was given. You can hear Bill's Mafia from space right now, <laughs> down there in. Uh, well, I, out there in Colorado, hitting the slope side of the mountain. The lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is with us tonight. We go into the ship, yeah, baby. AFC Conference Championship. We don't know who we're playing yet. It could be the Browns. Could be the Chiefs. Probably going to be the Chiefs. Who knows? Go the Browns. Let's but go Browns. There, but up there in Brew City, USA, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Buffalo. Bill Nichols is with us. All of me loves all of you. <laughs> So much to say about this game, about this season, about this team. So let's not waste any more time. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And if you are a listener, tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your neighbors, tell everybody in Bills Nation how you found us. Gang, let's get into it. Go Bills. Go fucking Bills. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout it right now, baby. So 17 to 3, 17 to 3, wow, was the final in this one. Uh, I lost a lot of money betting on this game because it did not go the way I expected it to. More on that later. 17 to 3, the Bills were victorious over the Baltimore Ravens. Wasn't all pretty. We're going to get to all the things there are to be excited about. But before we do, let's get through this real goddamn fast. Because we are headed to the conference championship and we are not going to dwell on the negative. Bill, your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game. Yeah, let me, let's give, let me give it to the wind. I mean, straight up, right? Give it to the yep. wind. Knock, yeah. Knocking down passes. I mean, really, I mean, the wind is not giving us a true sense for... You know, like, I mean, yeah, we won the game, right? I don't want to take away anything from our team. We we straight up battled them. I mean, we crushed them, right? But um, there's always going to be that hanging out there. Well, it was windy, right? Um, so that's, you know, you, whatever. You get it. That's it. Wind. Move on. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to piggyback on that and, and just double up on it because 100%. The wind changed the entire complexion of this game. And I have long said for any sport, wind or just in general enjoying the outdoors, wind is by far the worst element. You can be outside and it's warm and raining and it's not so bad. You can be outside at certain temperatures and it's snowing. It's not so bad. If it's windy, 
It makes everything worse. A hot, sunny day when it's windy, not fun. A cold, rainy day when it's windy, way worse than just a cold, rainy day. Wind makes everything worse. And in this game, made it so you couldn't complete a pass more than 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage, took at least 12 points off the scoreboard so anybody like me who bet the over was completely effed. Yeah, this game was entirely shaped by the wind. More on that later. Jeff, coming to you. Your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game. Can't be giving it to any of our Buffalo Bills players. Just can't do it today. So, no. so we got to go the LVP. And I, and I and by the way, Sujit, if you want to pick it back on take it, a second, I'm not if taking you it. take it, I will stab not, you in the neck. I will drive I'm to not, Austin to stab you in the neck. I'm not taking it, but it might. There might be in that Venn diagram. There might be a little. Oh! That's all I'm saying. Okay, if we bring out the map, we're giving it to all the uh, we're giving it to all the Lamar Jackson apologists. My God. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're giving it to we're giving yep. it to everybody who gives every excuse to this guy who can't throw can't throw the football and <laughs> he, he we're I, I mean i don't know who can throw How? the football worse between him and two uh two to do to you know what i mean i mean <laughs> wow two to two to like, Dude, not gonna work anymore. But it's the it's it's not even it's not even that we're giving it to lamar we're giving it to all the lamar apologists who look and i think this this game showed you gotta be able to throw the ball sometimes and when we when the Bills and we'll get into it during the, the the positive stuff when we're able to shut down the running back or excuse me the running game, you have to be able to throw the ball, and and all the Lamar apologists LVP. Hey Jeff, yeah, can I go back and and listen to this podcast four years uh, three years ago, last week when we lost in the wild card round to the Jaguars, mm. and I was screaming into the microphone about scoring three points. Three points. Three points. You can't win in the wild card round with three points. You sure as hell can't win in the division round with three points. You know what I'm sad about? You know what I'm sad about? I'm sad that Lamar exited the game. Yeah. I don't even even want that to be a story. His replacement, Huntley, was better. Was better. better. Far better than the way Lamar was playing. And so I said last year that it was a travesty that he got the MVP. You, Suge, and Cass said I was crazy. He was putting up god awful numbers, agreed, for like the first seven weeks of last year. But Bills fans know, know as well as just about anybody else out there that Greg Roman is an exceptionally good offensive coordinator at hiding his QB's flaws. That shit only lasts for about 20 starts. After that, if the QB can't figure out on its own, guess who can? Defensive coordinators in the NFL. Yeah, okay. Three points. All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's, let's not go to zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns today. A hundred percent. Do Thank I think you, that Jeff. do I think that this do I think that the Lamar Jackson experiment is the answer to win the Super Bowl? No. It's failed multiple times. As soon as it yes. it goes up against a balanced good team, it fails miserably. But to say that like it, come, on, come on, the guy's a good player. Like like he's he's a good player in general, right? Like he's not He's not a good NFL quarterback. He's not a good NFL quarterback. No, no, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I, I 100% agree with that. But what I'm saying is that like 
someone should be able to find a way to use this player, right? <laughs> like, no. no, no. To be a successful NFL quarterback, you need a certain set of skills. And no, no, not as a quarterback. Not as not as a quarterback. Position in the NFL is quarterback. And yeah, he's not a good. He NFL should not be. He should not be their quarterback. He should not be their quarterback. Ooh, I just feel he, like he's, he's, he's there's a place there's a role a, for this kid, but. But it's not as quarterback because I, I and it's kind of going off of what Jeff said and what what you're saying, Lars. I'm actually agreeing with you guys that that when 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 he dropped down to pass this entire season, I told you during the Steelers game, I I actually have not seen an offense that was worse than the Steelers. I have not seen an a uh, quarterback that looked more lost than Lamar Jackson this year. When mm-hmm. he dropped back to pass, like the guy just looked like, holy fuck, they're making me pass. What do I do? Like this was this was not. He wasn't ready to pass. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the other teams were doing. I don't understand what the other teams were doing that just said, fine, we're gonna sell out for the run. We're not gonna let you run. Just pass. See what happens. Like I know we got a good pass defense, but he looked. So fucking scared when asked to pass that it's just embarrassing. So I want to move on to my Jenny Cremiel bummer of the fucking week. And it's, God fucking damn it, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of the people like Chris Collinsworth. These lazy fuckers. These lazy fuckers. Right? They're lazy. They do not do their fucking job. I'm a goddamn liver doctor. I spend my entire life in hospitals taking care of patients and I still know more about the fucking low fucking Buffalo Bills than you do. What? Because you have to know about 32 different teams? I have to know about 8,000 fucking diseases. So you know what? Your excuse is gone. <laughs> oh, it's always really been about the accuracy for this guy. It's re- No, what? that's the only thing that you have to talk about because you're too fucking lazy to actually do your job yeah i hear if we're saying we're i hear josh allen's accuracy at this point in the season then you have no credibility i hear stomps above my head which makes me know that my wife is coming down to yell at me soon Rack, are you up there yeah okay yeah so she's yelling at me already i'm gonna be more quiet but but here's the thing chris collinsworth i'll be quiet i swear to god i'll be quiet i'll be quiet Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's the thing: you cannot have that lazy take. You are a you're you're yeah. you're a host in an prime NFL primetime prime time playoff game. You cannot be that lazy. And everything he said was like, oh well, you know, it's always been an issue with this and this and this. It's like, oh, the middle of the field has always been open the whole game. And then as soon as he said that. We picked off the ball in the middle of the field in the end zone and then ran it back a hundred yards. Like God, you're so bad at your job. You're so bad at your job, Chris Collinsworth. You were just like you were just like the the vanilla ice cream of like the amazing gelato place down the street, right? The gelato place has like like blackberry thyme gelato, and you're vanilla. Right, like you're just Stratticella. Stratticella, great right? gelato flavor. You just suck. You're just not good. Jesus. I mean, we talked about it either last week or the week before about how, like, you know, you listen to some of the national guys, and then that you realize like they have no idea what they're talking about as far as your team goes, 
And as soon as I hear anybody talk about Josh Allen's accuracy, I'm out. I'm out. Josh Allen was fourth, fourth in the NFL this year in completion percentage. It's 69.2. If you're still talking about his accuracy, you were stuck in 2018. It's 2021 now. Hello. Welcome to the program. Cassie, coming to you next. We got a lot of great things to get to, so let's bury the hate. But, Suge, I'm 100% with you because – but, Suge, I'll go a step further. Chris Collinsworth doesn't have to know 31 other teams. He has to know two, two teams a week. How hard is that? You have 40 hours in a week to study two teams. I can pull up their stats on pro football reference and in 15 minutes tell you more than he's able to regurgitate if he's resorting to Josh Allen having accuracy issues. That is such an easily debunked storyline and narrative at this point you have no credibility and how, i don't want to dwell how many of you how many of you work 40 hours a week too none of you none of you work 40 hours a week you all work that's, more than that i said 15 minutes that's that's generous you can take three minutes to get there you take one hour you take one hour to prepare for this game you're not talking about josh allen's accuracy cast coming to you all right uh I, you know what because I feel so bad for this guy. He had quite possibly the worst game that I think that you can ever have within this position. It has to be the Raven center, Matt Skura. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Jesus. God. Jesus. This rare give, crossover. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to give the crossover because, holy shit, like, it, there's no bad weather. I know it's windy, but, like, you're snapping the ball. How many bad snaps did this guy have? I mean, he was just miserable. And and he's the reason why Lamar got out of the game. It was a bad snap that he had to deal with. So, dude, poor guy, man. But I got to give him overall. I, I thank him. But overall, man, he's got a Jenny Cremel right there. Matt Skura, way to go, buddy. Love it. So I want to come back to that real quick. So Josh Allen, fourth in the NFL this year in completion percentage. And I just want to drive this point home. Two of the guys in front of him are older than me. Are older than me. Josh Allen is the future. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. There is no if, ands, or buts left remaining. He is one of the best. It is measurably true now. He's in the conference championship. Put his name on the same goddamn pedestal that you put Patrick Mahomes' name. He is the fucking man. Jeff, coming to you, your MVP of today's game. Oh, baby. I mean, where to begin? MVP of today's game. I mean, there are so many choices. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to the sixty seven hundred fans that were in attendance. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yes. And and I think I think that we can point to a very specific sequence. Um yeah. mm-hmm. and I, I so you guys somebody might have to help me out in terms of what point in the game it was. Third quarter, I think I could be yeah, wrong. It Maybe it was toward the end of the second half, where the uh Ravens, I think we had a sack, then a false start, then another false start. When you know, they were backed up in their like end zone. Yeah, third and thirty-three from the one. And I think they ended up picking up the first, but yes, go yeah, on. Yeah, they did. They did. They did end up picking up the first. But, but the point, know, the point remains. The point, the point remains, remains. And, and you know, just just an incredible job by uh, those seven thousand fans that were in attendance, making as much noise as possible, and legitimately, 
very legitimately having an impact on the game. And no so got a hint. Got to hand it to those fans, and I can't wait to talk about some of the players, but I just wanted to start there for uh, Bill's Mafia. Yeah, guys, I mean, like, Great even call. even the uh, announcers said, you know, people said that these 6,700 fans sound like the 67,000 that are there, and I'll be honest with you, they kind of do. Like, like, yeah, like e- do. even fucking ignorant-ass Chris Collinsworth, like, a- acknowledged the fact <laughs> that these fuckers were making a lot of noise. I love you. I love you so fucking much, Bill's Mafia. I'm going to go fucking light my neighbor's house on fire. Okay, that's yeah. That's what I'm doing. You should. You know what I'm going to love about Bill's Mafia? And it's not even just the fans that were in the stadium. And I'm sure it's already started. I cannot wait for the social media <laughs> onslaught on Rodney Harrison. And I don't know if you guys yeah. watched the pregame cast. I think you know. No, he just he, – he again picked um, the, the opposite team. And as part of that segment, Bill – they showed all of the Bills tweets from the past couple of games. Ah. Um, you know, some like even the Buffalo Bills social media said, "Good morning to everyone, except Rodney Harrison." Right, like that type of stuff. Awesome. And so it was a whole storyline leading up to the game, and Rodney, who was there in attendance, he was at the Bills stadium, and he said, "Hey, I, you know, I love Bills Mafia. I got to do it to you guys again. I got to pick the Ravens." And so I know Bills Mafia in the digital ecosystem is coming in hard. Three points. Three points they scored. Great pick, Rod. Yeah, fuck that hey, guy. Dude. Coming to you now, Cass. Coming to you. I want you guys to all sit down. Oh no, you're not going to. Take yeah. a deep breath. No, you're not. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving my Labatt <gasps> Blue to none other no. than Jesus <laughs> Christ. There is a rift in the universe. Ooh. We are all being sucked into the the, the parallel timeline. This is oh, not good. My heart, my heart, my heart, my heart ain't I, right. The game, the game was won on the Lamar Jackson contain, and that came from both sides. That came from a Trent Murphy and a Jerry Hughes. Jesus, not over pursuing. Jesus, keeping them in, keeping them in the pocket, and putting some goddamn pressure. On him and Jerry Hughes, he came to play. He had at least, I think he had what, one, at least a sack, two sacks, multiple, m- two sacks, multiple pressures, and it wasn't over pursue Hughes. It was I'm gonna get in your goddamn face, Hughes, and I loved it. And I said throughout the game, he came to play. Wow. Can I mean, we, hey, I love it, and we, I, I'm going to go next. I, I want to give my Jenny Cremail, or excuse me, my Labatt Blue, uh, and, and and we can get into the particulars. Bill and Suge, you got to go still, because there's a guy who deserves it, and if you don't give it to him, we'll, we'll circle back and make sure he gets it. But I'm giving it to everybody not named Josh Allen, because this is two playoff games in a row that this team has won an unconventional game. This is twice now they've had to beat a team out of their own comfort zone. And their comfort zone is the race to 30. It's the hashtag beat us to 30. It's it's Josh Allen slinging the ball over the field. It's getting to 300 yards, 27 completions, all that shit. You know, touchdowns out the wazoo. We, we, we couldn't do that today because of the wind, because of the defense, because of whatever. We couldn't do it because the Colts last week played their game plan to perfection. This is two straight playoff wins over exceptionally well-coached teams that we had to win off script. 
And that means as great as Josh Allen is, and I don't want to take a thing away from Josh Allen. You've already heard me say that he's the man. But this team, this team around Josh Allen is why we are in the conference championship. Because this team has had to will out two wins, two playoff wins, winning in a way that this team is not built to win. We've had to play two well-coached teams who have schemed to get us off of our game plan and make us beat them in ways that we are not comfortable beating them. And we have 17-3, to three, three points, which means... The reason we won this game is because the defense stepped up and did their job. Tonight, it wasn't about scoring points. It wasn't about first downs. It wasn't about all that shit. It was about the defense doing their thing. And yes, the win took six points off the board for them. It took six points off the board for us, too. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Tyler Bass wouldn't have missed those if not for the win. So, as much as I love Josh Allen, as much as he's the reason we're here tonight... The reason we won the last two games is because everybody not named Josh Allen has done their job too, and it takes a whole fucking team to win in the playoffs, and we have now twice. We'll see what they can do next week. Suge, coming to you. So, geez, so raising his uh, hand. It's, it's the obvious answer, right? It's it's Teron Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how can we mm-hmm. ignore that? But I would like to take a moment to talk about not just Teron Johnson, but also the player that isn't Teron Johnson, right? The player... That is the the, the, the the nondescript player that makes a play. The Harrison Phillip. Talking about. The Harrison Phillip of the world, right? Mm-hmm. The, um, you know. Justin Zimmer. Justin Zimmer of the world, right? All of these guys that are not your marquee players that make critical plays throughout the game that just make our defense work, make our team work. And, of course, there's going to be the highlight moment of Teron Johnson running 100. How about A.J. Klein? How about A.J. Klein? Right. All of them. All Taren. of them. This Taren. is what I'm saying. This is Taron. Yes. What? Yes. No, A.J. Klein and no, Taron Johnson. Yeah. yeah, he was talking about a different person, the white guy. No, he's no. saying get back to Taron Johnson. He's right, saying, right, yeah, right. Well, so so the, 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 the point wait, is. Wait, 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 wait. Suj, I, I got to ask a question here because I am the first person that always says when you intercept the ball in the end zone, go down. Oh, I said it too. With, with, I was like, why are you leaving? Go down. Why are you leaving? Get out of the Get down. Get down. And then as soon as he got I was like, oh, maybe not. Okay, I might be wrong. Oh, shit. Oh, keep going. Oh, holy shit. What? Why is it going? <laughs> oh, no. Get in the end zone. Get in the end zone. Get in the end zone. Right? Like, I mean, that was just such an amazing thing. Like, guys, this happens against us, not Go, to Go, us. Go, this Taren. happens Go, against us, not to us. We are just that team. We're just so good. We're just so good. <laughs> Like that is the thing. It's just it's it's like it makes me want to like cry. It makes me want to go run out in my front yard and scream in the middle of Park Ridge. Go fuck every one of you. The Bills are the fucking best. I don't care if you don't care about the NFL. The Bills are the best. Like it just makes me want to scream from my fucking throat. Like the people like Teron Johnson. Like all it's the undernamed players. It's the under Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace. My God. <laughs> Trent Murphy. Trent, Trent Murphy, Murphy, after making a shitty play, made an amazing play. Right? This is a team. And that's the beauty mm. of it. When it's a team, 
these individual players get noticed, right? It's uh, oh my god. And then if if anyone doesn't take him, Stefan Diggs still had a hundred hundred yards receiving. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We did nothing on offense. We did nothing on offense, but Stefan Diggs still has 100 yards receiving. So, so we've taken everybody not named Josh. We've taken <laughs> Stefan Diggs, and we've taken virtually everybody on defense. So, Bill, you're up. So, I actually got one for you, uh, and that is the combo, the dynamic duo of Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott. Because I mean, there it is. These guys, what? A ge- I mean, they're they. I mean, there's geeking out, just geniuses putting together a game plan to say to absolutely stop Lamar Jackson and everything he can do. Yeah, and I mean, no. I mean, the fact that, and I, I didn't know. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Chris Collinsworth, who obviously our listeners know now, uh, is well hated, but um, <laughs> has his weaknesses. But he did comment on, and I didn't realize that they named. That, that around the NFL circles, they named a defense that called like that you play against Baltimore yeah. is the Buffalo Quarters. I had no idea that yeah. that existed. That's pretty badass. Like the way that we yes. played them last year is what other you know everyone says like that's the way that you need to play the Ravens. And Baltimore knows that we're going to play them in such a in such a way, but you obviously need to add in enough wrinkles, knowing that they think that you're going to play exactly that way, and. Of course, the Ravens had some of their plays. I was not comfortable. I was not comfortable up until the fourth quarter. And yes, I was happy that Lamar went out of the game because I thought there was still a possibility that we were going to lose that game. But the one thing that I knew that we weren't going to do was we weren't going to let them have a lot more points. And that is because of the game plan that those guys put together and the way that they put guys like Taron Johnson in position to make plays and the discipline, yeah. the discipline yeah. that they make sure that our players have they're playing within their system so man um it's just awesome i love it that's all i got amen look look uh, let, me, let me add to that bill because if you go back and it's available you can go and download it to this podcast in late april 2018 when the <laughs> buffalo bills drafted josh allen okay me, Lars Weborg said, this is the best decision ever. No. No. No, what I said was like, we were all, they said Josh, and there yeah. was a pause, and we were all hoping that they were going to say Rosen. And they said Allen, and we all said, oh, fuck. Okay. But what we said on the podcast was, all right, okay. So the reason we wanted Josh Rosen was because all of the stat geeks and all of the armchair like I have my I have my draft grades. <laughs> well, here's my assessment. Uh, but I don't work for an NFL team, but I have a blog, so I know what I'm talking about. All these fucking nerds out there with their grades told us that Josh Allen wasn't any good. And yet the conventional wisdom in the NFL said that Josh Allen's gonna be the man. Okay, so there were two quarterbacks drafted before Josh Allen, uh, Baker Mayfield and, and Sam Darnold. Not necessarily the, the, the worst thing in the world. Then then Josh Rosen, and then Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was taken with the 32nd pick of the 2018 draft. He wasn't even the Baltimore Ravens' first first-round pick. They had a pick earlier in, the re- earlier in the draft, and they took somebody else. Okay. <laughs> There is nothing that you can do to scheme for a limited quarterback. You just can't do it. 
and we have seen the 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 Greg Roman experiment here in Buffalo. It doesn't fucking work. If your quarterback can play, he can play, and these guys who make a lot of money and have a lot of money on the line will figure it out. And if they pick you with the 32nd pick after they took somebody else in the first round, you're probably not that good. And yes, so to your point, Bill, yes, the Bills, the Bills may have been the team that figured out that blueprint to beating Lamar Jackson, but it exists. The Bills put it out there, and he's out again. He's out. He's now, what, one and three in the playoffs? And yeah. they scored three points. They scored three points. They couldn't get it in the end zone. And this is two games in a row now. He's looked like dog shit against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's not, he's not that good of a quarterback. It's not, he's not a and sustainable. It's not, it's not that, yeah. It's not a sustainable model. It's not that complicated, folks. Like, just and, and apply this to American politics. Apply this to science. <laughs> apply this to football. Play, play wherever you goddamn well please. The experts know what they're talking about. And if the experts, if 31 experts pass on this guy, including one team that passed on him twice, or, you know, took him with the second time around, then, he's, then there's probably, it's probably something's up. Yeah. He's probably not that good. Lars, let me just clarify what you're trying to say here. It's not that he's not that good of a quarterback. It's that he's not a quarterback. Right? That's that's, that's the difference. Like it's you know, he's a great player. He's just not a quarterback. Find a role for him not as a quarterback and you'll do great. Right? You could have picked your quarterback with the first draft pick. And then pick Lamar Jackson and find a place to use him. Oh, 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 wait. That is assuming that you have a creative offensive coordinator that can do something useful. But no, you have Greg Roman, who has sat with no, Colin no, Kaepernick. I'm sorry, but Greg, Greg Roman is about as good as it gets with squeezing water from a stone. Yeah, but, but, no, no, but, but no, 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 no. But, all this, but by the same token, he's also only been in the same situation. He's taken Colin Kaepernick, and he makes the best of him, and then he destroys him. He takes Tyrod Taylor, the best he can make of him, and then he destroys him. And then he's going to be the same thing. No, because Alex Smith, he never developed Alex Smith. All right. I love how we've uh, taken this opportunity. Yeah. And so just, we should move forward. Just, we should yeah. move forward. No, what just, I'm saying is that, like, like the whole, the whole, the whole Greg Roman thing is just like it's a ticking time bomb. And if you don't recognize that, the only difference is that this is the best of the quarterbacks that he's had, and that is why he's won longer with him. Hey, Bill, I just I, wanted I, to. I would um, say that that's an indictment on Lamar Jackson and not Greg Roman. He's just not that good. Well, but either is either is Greg Roman. I don't know enough about football to know why Lamar Jackson isn't good, but I've watched enough football to know that he's not going to be that good. He's just not going to be that good. Are we on Labatt Blue yet? Yeah, we've been on Labatt Blue for like ten minutes. Can I say something good? Yeah. Is it my turn? Please. Is everyone else gone? You already yeah, went. You already went. Go bro. again. Who did I pick? You picked like 17 players. <laughs> yeah, okay. you picked literally everybody. It's been a long fucking day. Change. All right. Well, here's the other thing I want to talk about. I may have talked about it already. Uh, oh, I talked about Teron Johnson. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I get you. I get you. I got you. I got you. Oh, John Feliciano. Can yes. I take a minute? Mm. Can I take yes. a minute and talk about John the Feliciano? Shit, the whole Not line, because of today. Not because of today. Not because of today. But because as soon as John Feliciano came back into this offensive lineup, 
this has been a completely different offensive team. I don't know if it was the Chargers game. I don't, I rem, I don't remember when he came back in, but I feel like the offensive I think line. The Chargers, I think you're right. Right? I, the offensive line was totally different when Feliciano came back. And here we were this game, and we were just living in mediocrity at 3-3. Three to three. And then we were finally moving the ball running in the second half, in the first drive. And, yep. man, no one was more excited than John Feliciano. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> because that's what offensive linemen live for and die for, is we're going to fucking make room for our running backs. God damn it! Like, that's us! He was that so is us, guys! That is us to be that excited about another teammate doing well. Like, that's us. That's McDermott's us. Like, that is the process. That is the culture. That is the 111th. Like, Love, baby. this is where we live. And, 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 and man, if anyone exemplifies that more than John Feliciano, I don't know who it is. And so, um, I just, I, I wanted to give a shout out to the offensive line. Josh wasn't fucking even harmed maybe once once today but 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 still like well, there was so much good and i want i just wanted like if, if you're gonna pick one person it's john feliciano i i gave my jandy cream ale to the wind right yes i did yeah yes I mean, if, if, if not for the wind josh allen would have thrown for 350 yards and four touchdowns tonight right we all agree on that yeah correct yeah yeah the plays were there they were dialed up i mean he was ready for that man coverage and he wanted I mean, it. He wanted it so bad. Dable wanted it. So, I mean, they had the plan, and the shots were there in that first half. I mean, yeah. we. I mean, they were there. We just couldn't. We just couldn't connect them. Yeah. Well, it's and that's the thing. Yeah. Like stopping. 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 No, I was just saying it's hard. It's hard to say whether or not the the wind had that much of a factor that for those some of those passes that he missed. But let's say that let's say yeah. he hit on half of them, right? Because there was. Because yeah. let's say there were four of them. That were game changing, yep. game changing plays. If he hits on two of those, game changing plays, right? Yeah. So. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because the other team had a quarterback who can't keep up with him. Yeah, and two hundred fifty yards turns into, you know, a bunch of, yeah, turns into three hundred fifty yards. Maybe, maybe not by, by direct, like okay, another like sixty yard play or something like that. But it turns into oh, let's just dink and dunk our way down the field. And oh yeah, let me hit another thirty yarder. So yes, I agree with your premise that if not for the wind, he would have had three fifty plus. Guys, we spend so, a lot. We spend a lot of time talking about this team, um, and we spend a lot of time thinking about this team. We spend more time thinking about this team than any of the NFL pundits or whatever. <laughs> when one of you guys says this game's over, there's a lot more credit that I give to that than anything else that I've heard for the previous three weeks, right? Like, Lars, if you're like, no, we're going to win this game, right? Like, I granted, there's, like, obviously a thick emotional thing to it, but, like, but still, like, like that's the point. Like, this... <sighs> Guys, it's just... Oh, it's shit, so, he I'm cry. sorry, I'm, I'm getting... Oh, we lost. He's going to cry. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Like we just we just know we know our home better. We know our home better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is no our GPS. fucking house. No GPS needed. Mm. I, despite all of the GPS nanoparticles that <laughs> in, got injected in my vein during my vaccine, like I still know where I am. 
right? <laughs> so, that's why you feel so good. All right, that's just, why you feel so good. Speaking of he's been high. Speaking like, of where I am, when do we start talking about where we're gonna be? So I I did want to address that because so the the Bills have now beaten a you know still good but in the twilight of his career Phil Rivers a questionable quarterback in Lamar Jackson but right now standing between. Josh Allen and the Lombardi Trophy are Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Baker Mayfield. Okay, so, you know, take it for what it's worth. Which means that here on out, unless the Browns do the unthinkable tomorrow night, we're going we're gonna to see some show-stopping football mm. between here and the end of the Buffalo yeah. Bills season. Especially, one way or another. Es- it's going to be fucking fun. Especially when you consider... Dome, Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not so a dome. This, oh, it's no, not? it's not a dome, but it's in Florida. Tampa. Oh. But, but the the sum of all my fears is facing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I I and I I'm not saying this like to be facetious. I won't sleep for like four days. Yeah. I want it so bad, Lars. I want it so badly. I mean, I'll bring it on. Can you think? Can you think of a more appropriate appropriate storyline than to conquer the beast in the final stage? He tried to get away from us because he knew we were going to take him down, and he tries to get away from us. And here we come in, swooping down in, and we crush him. And then he. Retires like a little bitch that he is. But I'm with I mean, you. I mean, you, I wouldn't be able to sleep for ten days leading up to it. No, God, no. And like, yes, of course. Like the like the pelts are on the wall. The AFC East, mm. the thirteen and three record, the quarterback who now has like fifty fucking touchdowns or some crazy shit this year. You know, like a division win, a home playoff game, a home playoff win. You know, like we like the yes, the pelts are like the only thing left on the wall. Is to beat Tom Brady in a meaningful game, <laughs> and to have that one outstanding for the goddamn fucking Super Bowl. Like, no, thank you. I can't. I can't. The writers of 2020 and 2021 need to take a back seat on this one. <laughs> they need to lose tomorrow and just take that out of contention because I won't be able to handle it. <sighs> you guys wanna? Do, do you guys wanna make sure we see the Chiefs? Not really. No, I actually do. I'm over it. Like I don't, I because I'm not about, I'm not about the short term success of this team. I, if we're gonna go to the Super Bowl, I want to beat the, I want to beat the Chiefs. Hey, Suge, I'm with you a bit. You know, hey, we'll play whoever we play. But let, the the ma- fact of the matter is, <clears throat> we've already now beaten two <laughs> and the eleven win Colts, the eleven win Baltimore Ravens. Let's not forget that I think. Of the of the, if if it were not for COVID, by the way, the Ravens would have lost maybe three football games. Let's not forget that. Yeah, you know, I mean, there are a couple of those. They they lost three games in the middle of the season when they lost Lamar to COVID. And the second Steelers game was a complete shit show. Yeah. So I get my point being as the second seed in the AFC, this path that we you talk about a path to the AFC Championship game that's been earned. You look at this path right now. Yeah. For the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it could not be harder than ours. Truth. Who's had a harder role? No one. Nobody. Nobody. And and Suj, I hear you, you know, we'll play whoever 
and I think we're expecting to play the Chiefs, and, and I would love it because I, I know where you're. I know where you're going there. There's no questions, if ands, buts. We didn't get a buy. We were just beat good football teams. Should have had a buy. Should have had a buy. But yeah. Hey, I just wanted to wrap your point up earlier, Bill, with a bow on it. With a, when you, I'm glad you called out McDermott and Leslie Frazier because we're sitting here going to the AFC Championship game. And what was going on with this football team in weeks one through six, right? Like, it was a defense that needed some work. Yep. And I think that we all had confidence that given 16 weeks, 17 weeks later, McDermott and staff would be able to figure it out. And they did. You know? I mean, those guys are incredible defensive football coaches. And, yeah. and you know, props to them. And, you know, you've, been, you've said it, you know, 25 times on this pod, Lars – Three points. Three points. Three points. Zero touchdowns. Zero. You know, maybe Justin Tuck hits those field goals, and and our guy hits his field goals too. So it's it's kind of a push because. Mm. Well, let's let's imagine those. he doesn't. Let's imagine he doesn't. So just 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 Justin Tucker, and then what happens? Mm. We still win. Zero still touchdowns. Win. Zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns, and you know, I just I just sent to you guys. There's a great video from the end zone of of Teron Johnson's pick six, mm. and you can see the fans going ape shit. And I think I think that Jeff, you started this off saying that Bills Mafia and Bills fans in general are the the bad blue MVP of today's game. If not for COVID, now. <laughs> I can go a little deeper here because for some reason the, the like the review that's pinned on iTunes right now is Scotty B, the snowflake who didn't like that I gave our Jenny Cream mail to Jared Kushner and Donald Trump for not managing COVID, and it was a crime that Bills fans couldn't see the Bills wallop the Patriots the first time around. But here we are, two months later, and Bills fans still can't be there. If that stadium was at capacity. <laughs> One, I think we blow out the Colts, and it's not even close. Two, I think it's a, it's another seven points on the board against this Baltimore team for one reason or another. Okay? It makes a huge difference. Lars, 6,700 6, Bills fans destroyed their ability to function in their, yeah. in, in their own 20. Right? But, what would 76,000 do? That place would have shook off its foundation <laughs> after the Teron Johnson pick six. And I just sent you guys the video. And it's watching awesome. the fans just go completely That's awesome. nuts. Completely nuts. And Lose it, their minds. It's cool, too, because you can see the individual. While you see the mass, right, like you see the individuals. And, I mean, I, I picture myself, right, as one of those people and, like, feel myself, like – in their mm. shoes, jumping up and down, uh, and wish I was there. And it's hard because in a normal year, would be there or would be there yeah. next week, would have been there last week or whatever. Uh, so it's almost tough to watch at the same time because yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It is. It's. Uh, I also want to get. I want to give a little bit of a Labatt Blue to the Bills Mafia's ability to find extra noisemakers. So like. The slamming on the, sh- the, the 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 seat in front of you, stomping whatever it takes to make more noise than you normally would otherwise make, 
Like, it's just been amazing, right? Because maybe someone's sitting in front of you, so you can't knock in front of the seat in front of you. But still, you're in that lower bowl. You're doing your thing. You're just making so much goddamn noise. And, like, mm, yeah. it's weird that two different national broadcasts, not Buffalo people, but national broadcasts are like, Jesus Christ, it sounds almost as loud as when everyone's here. Right, like, good for you, we're, Bills We're going to win the weird Super Bowl. Uh, we, we've been saying it now for fucking, what, eight months, nine months? Yeah. Like, like we're going to win the weird Super Screw Bowl. That. It's gonna Screw that. Screw that. We're not going to win the weird Super Bowl. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Right? If we win mm-hmm. it, if we win it, we deserve it. Because you know what? You know who's trying to win the Super Bowl? Kansas City. You know who's trying to win the Super Bowl? Green Bay. You know who's trying to win the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay, right? Mm. So no one else is not trying to win the Super Bowl in the weird COVID era, right? Because if you win the Super Bowl and you're a quarterback or whatever, 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 you get a lot of money, right? These teams care Josh about Allen's this. A lot of money next These year. teams care about this as money. much as we do, right? It's not about the stupid year. Nobody, nobody puts an asterisk over the strike year. Nobody, like it's just it's just nonsense. All I know is that. A bunch of teams tried really hard, and the Bills r- rose to the cream of the crop. So if if we win this, then we deserve every single minute of this. Mm. So All right, let's I want to call attention to another player that. real quick. I, think, I, think I, mean, I don't think right. we're probably not going to do like a wild real quick. We want to do like a wild card or anything because I'm know, still doing a wild card. All right. Well, so as I watch this this, this replay video, um, you know of the of the Taron Johnson interception. I just see Deion Dawkins run out on the field. Yes. And yes. he's a guy who, coming into the season, when we paid him, I was, uh, and I, th- I don't know, maybe we were all pretty much in agreement that, all right, here's, you know, here's a player who, he's a top, you know, certainly a top 15 left tackle, top 10. Me, you know, would we even give him a top five left tackle? Probably not. But, Hey, listen, like pay him. Cool. We don't have to worry about that position, right? Um, but I'll tell you what, man, with the his his shtick is it's cheesy, right? No pun intended. With yeah, no pe- no pun intended. But his the players love him, man, and he plays he plays with emotion. He is a leader. We we coming into the season, we were like, who is gonna be, who are those leaders going to be? Josh obviously has emerged as, as a leader. Um, you know, we got a lot of leaders on the defense, but Deion Dawkins has emerged as a leader. And you can't take mm-hmm. that from the offensive line playing so well. If Dion wasn't as vocal as, as he is, you know, yeah, he's ridiculous. He's a funny guy, but guess what, man? He plays with passion and you need people you need someone to 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 be the voice. You need someone to speak up and get people to listen, however you get them to do it. And he does it, so props a- to him. Amen. And, and, and we have not talked about him a lot on, on right. the pod. We haven't. Well, but that's the whole point, right? A great offensive lineman you never talk about. You shouldn't have to. Right, right. but they did, they did give him some a lot of love on the broadcast today, right? Good. Showing how yeah, great of a did. job he did, right? Like, I mean, yeah, Deion Dawkins is amazing. Like, I mean, like, just for the spirit as well as for the play. Amen. All right, well, let's put a pin in it and get into wild card. Going to the conference championship, Woo! y'all. Don't know who we're playing, but we're going. Jesus yes. We're going. I got to hey, get another beer. Guys, go Bills. Go Bills.
wild card portion of today's episode. It's the it's the wild, wild card. card. Says Bills and beers. We talk about the Bills. We do so drinking beer, and I had beer today. Hey, uh, I. Uh, my wife just celebrated her birthday. She's the ripe old age of 24, so good for her. Uh, and the annual tradition for birthdays is she has a little calzone. She wanted to get some from a restaurant. And there was no restaurant around here that serves a decent calzone that also has a decent gluten-free menu. So I said, fuck it, I'm taking a gluten vacation today so I can have a little wheat in my belly. I got to go and blow some blue desinide down my throat. After this, but I had the Founders Unraveled IPA, which I'd never had before. Suge, it's quite good. It's ju- it's a juicy IPA, mm-hmm. 6.6 like that. And right now I'm sipping on the Flying Dog, which I used to have a lot in Chicago. Thunder Peel Hazy IPA. I prefer a juicy to a hazy. And this is my opportunity once again to rant about how difficult it is to get beer here in Pennsylvania versus Chicago, where I could walk literally 200 feet in any direction and have a wild assortment of beers in any direction. Uh, I also had a little Yinling Light tonight, um, kind of to fill in the gaps. And before we go any further, uh, on the subject of beers, uh, we gave him a shout out last week. Our supporter down there in New Zealand, where they've got the COVID under control and they're just waiting for the next Peter Jackson epic to be filmed. Uh, he was at a sports bar today. He was cheering for these Bills. He's the man. He's up at the ball crack of dawn watching this team play because he's a whole other world away. Find him on Twitter um, at NZ, NZ Tiger, I think. Whatever. Who cares? Probably not going to follow him anyways, but I want to give this guy a shout out because he sent us a lot of pictures. He's super fucking hyped. Uh, And he was having the Larry Beer Pale Ale. I love it. I love the sound of the Larry Beer Pale Ale. He had five pints today. Good for you. Drink it up. He got them all in, I'm sure, before 9 a.m. local time. So, hey, man. Wow. Live your best life. Uh, I love it. It's Monday down there, and you don't have MLK Day, so good for you. Good for you. Or, or is it Sunday? Who knows? What planet are you on? Not ours. You're in New Zealand. Totally different. Jeff, coming to you now, what were you drinking today? I had an interesting uh, relationship with, with beers during tonight's game. I was about three, uh, three Bud Lights deep when the uh, concoction of being too nervous to eat dinner, a few beers, and the medicine I'm on really started to wreak havoc during the Taron Johnson yeah. Uh, interception return when I had to sit myself back down as I was getting lightheaded and dizzy. <laughs> and uh, I decided to switch to water uh, for the rest of the game at that point. So, um, as if, insert comment that Bud Light is sort of water to begin with. Uh, so that's what I was, that's what I was drinking uh, uh, for the first half. See, you heard Good Mama, you. You heard Mama Day. I, I, you heard Mama Day I somewhere have, in your like, head. A, a real like, heart to heart with Jackie, my wife. At some point that, like, I've kind of lost my taste for yinling, which was what we drank a lot in college. It's the, you know, it's a Pennsylvania beer. It's the oldest oldest brewery in, in America, all that good stuff. But you can't get it in Chicago. So it was kind of like a delicacy out there. I sort of lost my taste for it. The yinling light, not mm. so bad. It's not a bad beer. Uh, you know, it's, it's obviously a light beer. Yeah. But, uh, you know, 99 calories, it is not too it's not too shabby for a light beer. Yinling Light. I, 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 I will. If you're going to have the light beer, I, I would recommend. 
Billy, coming to you now. What are you drinking now up there in uh, uh, the beer capital of, of the USA? Yep, I have my blue light. Uh, I also have actually that the fridge is stocked full of uh, news bill. What? Right. Let's go to me. Here's the thing that I've been drinking for literally the past three weeks, right? The the game before Miami, Miami, Colts. Oh sorry, past four weeks, in that and then this game, Prouder Fox by Riverlands. It's a Prouder Fox. It's Josh Allen. He is the Prouder. Goddamn fox. And it's red, white, and blue. I don't know. I don't know if it means something, but man, when I open up that beer, the bills do better. So that's what I'm that's what I'm going with. And it's actually not available anymore. So this is our this is our last Prouder Fox run. And so we'll see what happens, but man. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. It goes well when I'm drinking it, but then again, I'm dr- I'm eating BW three, and I'm not proud of that. Please. Yeah, so I was drinking Blue Light as uh, uh, as the uneducated say, as per usual. One of my my least favorite things that people say, by the way. There's a bunch of idiots in this world. My fridge is stock full of not only Blue Light. Not only LaCroix, of course. Uh, also, Southern Tier uh, sells uh, a, I don't know if it's like an 18-pack. They have eight days a week in there. They have, which is their um, their blonde ale. They have um, uh, foggy pale ale. They have their live ale. So this is a good assortment of the uh, Southern Tier beers. Really enjoy it. So... We have we have for so long, as Bills fans, felt that moment of hey Lars that it's like oh fuck it's over yes I uh, I have to say that your beer was unraveled so you could use the unraveled as a this is coming unraveled here we're all coming unraveled yes. yeah anyway hundred percent I mean we and we could feel it because you know this is two straight playoff weekends in a row where we've played razor's edge football and i hate that shit i fucking hate that shit we've been doing it for 15 years until this year i hate it and you just knew like the the third down pickup late in the fourth quarter the opposition running the ball whenever the damn well pleased was like okay yeah this game's over that's it that's our back is broken we're not getting the ball back we're down 9 points with a minute and a half to go this game's over all right that's it. That's it. You know, pack it in. We're all done. Fuck. You know, another loss. And that was that was Buffalo Bills football for a long, 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 long time. People talk about this being the losing franchise. Yeah, that's that's true because 7-9 is technically a losing season, but it's not like we were a hapless franchise. We were just a franchise that was always right there but just consistently just uh, uh, coming up short. But we have seen that play out so many times that we just we knew those moments where it was just ah uh, that was it that was it that was the that was the the gut punch that was the that was the dagger we're done we're done but now things are different it's a new Bills team we've been talking about it all year Saint your father's Bills Saint your uncle's Bills it's hardly even my Bills at this point okay or Bills or Sujits or Jeffs. This is a new Bills team. We don't know what to do with ourselves. So now, 
we get to enjoy that sensation in reverse. And we get to think, oh yeah, this game is over. We're going to win. So the question is, when do you experience that? At what point now in a Bills game, what's the threshold for you to go, yeah, okay, we're, that, I mean, that's it. That's it. We're going to win. Suge, we'll start with you. It's your idea. You better have something good. I actually, I, I wish I did have something good, but um, but what I'm going to say, it's it's 14 points. Yeah, yeah 14 points when? Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on the 14 points. No, it doesn't matter. If it's 14 points put up by our offense, put up by our offense, 14 offensive points that, wow. that no, no uh, w- w- uh, against, like, 14 points spread. Spread. 14 points spread. Oh, a margin. Yeah. A margin. Oh, uh, yeah, 14 point margin. So it's, so if it's 17 3 in the first quarter. Done. So, yeah. Yeah, I right. actually I I mean, genuinely believe that. That's my threshold. All right, I just, you know, here's I, got, the I thing. got one. You go ahead. Oh. No, go ahead. You, you, okay. I was going to say. When the clock hits I, zero, is mine. <laughs> no, mine, mine, mine is the. Um, Mine is what we saw the Patriots do for 25 years, but it's it's what we've been starting to do, which is when we double up scores at the end of the first half and at the beginning of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and when the we, putting on we, of the gas. The putting yeah. on of the gas. When we put on the gas. Oh, Jesus Christ, yes. But when we get it. We didn't get it today. Correct. Yeah, you know? we didn't get it. Th- we had a chance to get it today, but we did not. But, yeah, that, that two for one at the end of the half is uh, – I like that. Yeah. It's funny because Suge, that was what I was gonna say. Was is that it's that fourteen point margin? You know, I I don't have to see our team come out in victory formation. I I, I like I know that that's 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 pretty much it. And it's so funny because it was the running stat that we used to talk about on this podcast a lot, where the seven point deficit when Tyrod Taylor was our quarterback at any point in the game, any point in the game. We were gonna lose. Mm-hmm. We were gonna lose. He was like seventeen or like three and seventeen when the Bills got down by seven points or more at any point in the game. So if if we won the toss and deferred and kicked off and the opponent scored a touchdown on the opening drive, that was pretty much ball game. Hey, who was our was who it. was our offensive coordinator then? Oh, who the fuck cares? I mean, I, <laughs> it was Greg Roman. Who cares? With Tyrod, Greg Roman, right? Greg oh, Roman. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Who is the only quarterback in the current NFL playoff that has only come back from a ten-point deficit once? Huh? <laughs> that's 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 Baltimore, right? He's never come back from a ten-point deficit other than last week. You talking about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. 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 Okay. I got you. Lamar Jackson has never come back from a ten-point deficit more, other than last week. Yeah. Right. So, like, <sighs> Greg Roman can't win a fucking championship, guys. Put him up against a big-time offense. He's going to lose. Which big-time offense did he beat this year? Which big-time offense has he ever beat ever? Ever. Yeah, yeah. So it, let me let me uh, bring it back to the wild card here. So, I mean, the sense I got is the spirit of the question is like, all right, we got this on lockdown. You yeah, know, yeah, let's yeah. have let's kick our feet up. 
But if it's four, so let's say the score it's like fourteen. Let's say we're uh, playing the Chiefs next week, and it's in the fourth quarter, and the Bills are up by fourteen. We have 13, 13 minutes left. Are you feeling like the game's over? Yeah, kinda. Hey, here's the point I actually yeah. wanted to make about this this Ravens team. I, I'm gonna say no. That? I'm sorry. I'm gonna say no. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, 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 there's a handful scared. of teams, right? There's a handful of teams, maybe that you can make the argument. All right, I want to see it until you know that's a one possession or it's a two possession game within under three minutes or whatever. But I think it's fair. I think the four we all landed on that 14 points as a pretty good as a pretty good spot to spot to be in where we feel like things are going to go our way. We feel comfortable if teams start to. Sc- put up points against us we know we're going to be able to put up some more points and still win win the game sure but let me let me stretch this a little bit let me stretch it a okay. little bit because I, i'm now in the i'm now at the point where like yeah it's not so much like oh we could win this game i'm feeling like no i think we're gonna win and that's if josh allen accounts for more than th- accounts for three or more touchdowns if Josh Allen has thrown for three touchdowns or he has thrown for two, run for one, run for two, thrown for one, whatever the combination is. But if Josh Allen has found a way to get the ball in the end zone for th- three times, I'm confident that we are going to claw our way back and we're going to have the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead at the end of the game. And I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to do it. The only exception was on November 15th with the Hale Murray. Mm-hmm. Love it. Is that fair to say? Fair. So th- what I wanted to co- what I wanted to comment on was the like, and we we've touched on it a bunch of times today. And I don't and I don't want to diminish what we've said about this defensive preparation and Fre- uh, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott, but yeah, you know, we held the Ravens to three points. Okay, we kept them out of the end zone. Period. You know, you can say that well. The wind, Justin Tucker missed the field goals he wouldn't have missed. Sure, but so did our guy. We still held him out of the end zone. The Ravens had one 50-yard run from Lamar Jackson last week to get to 20 points. Otherwise, they would have scored 13 points against the Tennessee Titans, who were the agreed-upon like worst defense in the playoffs. And every time that I was like feeling a little bit low about this about this today's game, I kept coming back to that point mm-hmm. that this Ravens offense against what was like wildly considered and and like almost universally accepted as the worst defense in the playoffs were one fluke fifty yard scramble away from only mustering thirteen points yeah. against that team and. I, like you know, it's, it's one of those things. Like you don't want to say it out loud, but now that we held them to three points, I'm saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, th- this should have been foreseen. This this Ravens offense is not that good, and we were talking all week that the difference is going to be like, what can our offense do against their defense? Turns out not much, but I, as we've discussed a couple times now, probably had more to do with the wind today, which is sh- shitty and what you have to deal with in January in Buffalo. Uh, but here we are. 17 to three was the final. Yes. 
Yes. I, I agree with everything you said. All I know is that I've been drinking too much, and it's time to end this podcast because... Ditto. Because, you know what? Guys, Jesus Christ. Can, mm-hmm. I, can, I, can, I, can I give you one of my emotional wrap-outs? Yeah. You, if it's about being family and all that shit, we can just defer people to like the last five podcasts. No, fuck it, but otherwise, go ahead. Fuck your family. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck all your family. Fuck all this. This is about personal for me. All right. So I'm just going to give you one. You can use it. You don't have to use it. Whatever. Just close the bitch out. But we've been sitting here drinking, having fun, doing a bunch of bullshit. And we all talk about this emotional bullshit that we go through, right? Like, oh my god, my the fucking bills, like they're so crazy, like they they have these barn burners and all that other shit. You still fucking watch them. Stop fucking whining. You're a Bills fan. Grow some fucking nuts. And here we are though. For all those people that have stuck with the Bills. <laughs> you know? You don't you get no goddamn fucking prize. You do not get any prize. You're just a fucking sports yeah, you, fan. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. No, actually. you don't. Yeah, You're you just do. a fucking yes, sports fan. Yes, you do. It's cooler to you than it is to everybody else. No, it means no, no, more to you no, than okay, it is to everybody else. If your you're the little bitch ass that tries to join the Bills Mafia right now, you are useless and disgusting and yeah. embarrassing, right? Yeah, your but, prize means less. But the point is that... It's kind of like, remember when Chris Rock was talking like, I ain't never been to jail. It's like, bitch, your ass was never supposed to go to jail. Like, like you you should have been a Bills fan. Oh, I grew up in upstate New York, but I, but, I mean, I was always been a Bills fan my whole life. That's what you were supposed to fucking do, right? I don't know. I don't. All I, all I know being emotional. Is all I know is that here we are. We've been fucking doing this shit. Everybody that's listening to this broke-ass fucking podcast through fucking mybookie.ag and every other <laughs> weird shit that we've ever done in Chicago, Rants and raves. elsewhere, whatever. Rants and raves. I like that one. Better. Like, it's we rants and raves. Like, any of you fuckers that have actually followed us through these decade-plus Y'all, this is this is what it's for. It's not about us. It's about all of us taking a moment and saying, "Cheers to all of us." <laughs> cheers to all of us, because so, in my viewpoint, we willed this to happen, Lars. And I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say about anything else. But all I will say is that this Bills Mafia willed this to happen, and we did this. And hey, thank you, Josh Allen. And you know what? You're welcome, Josh Allen. <laughs> Mm. Did I ever get to? <laughs> I, I will say, I, I will say that like the like the the pregame. I mean, they they did like that Ray Liotta Godfather, yeah, like Bills Mafia, got a little knockoff there to start the game tonight. And like, I I did get a little emotional watching like when they went to cut to the Bills, thinking of like, fuck, like this team, like I have like. The last 15 years just sat by this team, and it's just been like it's been so brutal. And I say 15 years because as an adult, like I had a choice. You know, none of us have yeah. been living in Buffalo for 15 years. Yeah, like we, we could have easily cashed out and been like, nah, that's that was you know Jeff and Bill, you guys in particular. Like, yeah, you grew up in OP, but as adults, you could have been like, yeah, that was my that was my childhood. I'm out. You know, I, I got better things to do with my Sunday than to follow this shitty team around. 
And, uh, like, it just... There was a shot of, like, the Bills taking the field in their blue uniforms. And all I could picture was the 2010 uniforms that had, like, the stupid white collars on them. <laughs> and then, like, the red helmets with, like, the bad... Like, like like the navy blue uniforms, like, the dark blue uniforms and the Bledsoe lost meters. And I was like, fuck. Fuck. Like, I have been watching this team for so long, waiting for this moment, and here we are. Here we are. This this is my this is my reward. And yeah, you guys, the three of you, Cass, wherever the hell she is, you know, living it up in Colorado and doing all the free drugs and legal drugs they have available to them there. Good for her. Uh, <laughs> but like, like you, you say, like no, Sue, like we do deserve some credit here because we deserve all the credit, we, Lars. Nobody have, has been around as long as we have. Fucking Terry Pagula <laughs> has not been along. As long as we have. I don't mean it's okay from people fuck. in Buffalo. Everybody like, fuck Jerry Hughes. Fuck everybody. All of us. We are the fucking Buffalo Bills. None of these motherfuckers. Not Josh Allen. Not Stefan Diggs. Not anybody else. We are the Buffalo Bills. And they can jump on our fucking bandwagon. You know what? Stefan Diggs can jump on my fucking bandwagon. And Josh Allen can jump on my fucking bandwagon. Because I've been there a lot fucking longer than them. And you know what? I love it. I will carry them. And I will run them just as long as I ran fucking... J.P. Lossman, I am the yeah. fucking rock that they can jump on. Bill's <laughs> Mafia is the rock that they can jump on and always guarantee that they have a home. But there, but there is something to that, and I like. I'm not trying to like put us on a pedestal here, but like being out of town Bills fans for nearly two decades, all of us. It is. It is. It's harder to be. Outside of Buffalo, and cheering for this team, and and God bless the city of Buffalo, and and God bless the people there who have like again like yeah it's our team so we're, we're gonna stick by them obviously, but we've lived in Chicago. Jeff lives in Austin. Bill lives in Milwaukee. I live in Philadelphia. We could easily easily cashed out on this team, and nobody would have noticed. And yet, here we are. The Bills are just as much of our identity as if we were still in the city of Buffalo. And again, I'm not trying to take away from Buffalo. God bless that city and everything that they are now getting to cherish and enjoy. But being an out-of-town Bills fan, it's a couple extra push-ups that nobody asked us to do, that we've done voluntarily, and God damn it, it has paid off now that we get to watch our team in the conference championship. Love it. Hey, guys, what are we Yo, doing for the Super Bowl? Did I ever tell you guys? What are we doing for the Super Bowl? What are we doing for the Super Bowl? Hold on. We're, we're going to talk, talk about that. Did I ever tell talk. you guys about the uh, – so you guys know I studied abroad in Australia. Should I stop this? Oh. And no. no, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Okay. I, I studied abroad in Australia, right? And uh, so this is, what, 15, 15 years ago? What year is this? 2005? I was there 2008. 17 years so, ago. No, not quite. Yeah. Was it? It was. Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, no, it wasn't that long ago. It was 2000. Cause... It's 2021 now, bro. It was 2004. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wow. 17 years ago. Yes, I know. Okay. Hey, Lars. So I yes. made some good friends over there, right? One of one of which came over here, and he got a girlfriend over here, and this was, let's say, 12, uh, 10, 12 years ago. 
and I was one of his closer, um, uh, you know, buddies from the states. And he said, "Well, hey, like, I want to get into this NFL thing. Like, I know you were a big like Buffalo Bills fan. Like, should I? So, like, should I be a Bills fan?" And I'm like, "Well, dude, the Bills are not the best team, but we're we have the best group of fans. Like, you know, like we're you know, it's gonna happen at some point. You know, you gotta you know, you gotta you gotta be a Bills fan. You know, I mean, I gave him the whole spiel, and <laughs> he's been like a pretty diehard fan for for whatever that is now, like twelve years." And like I just got a text from him for like seventeen. 17. I got a te- I got a text from him tonight, like of like all of his Bills gear. Like he's now has his like little kid, like little daughter who is like in a onesie Bills onesie and everything. I'm like, dude, man, like I'm very happy for him because like I feel like I put him through all of this stress, like as a, going through yeah. it as a, as a Bills fan and everything. He probably could have just been, you know, on a different team's bandwagon, but yeah. There's something to again, it, though. I'm not, I'm not trying to. T- I'm not trying to take away anything from the identity of the people of Buffalo. But again, Chicago, Austin, Milwaukee, we have other things going on. Philadelphia. Okay, as, we don't need as the president, bills. As we pre- don't need the Bills. As president of the Bills backers of Chicago, I get routine emails from the Bills backers of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> okay, like I mean, like. This shit is more than just y'all. Yeah, they need to right? start like, talking about that on the as one of the storylines, the narratives. Uh, so you say they do need to yeah. start talking yeah. about Bills backers and. I mean, there's there, there was a there was a American there was American military base that had a Bills backers group that was part of that was yeah. one of the Bills backers of Saudi Arabia. There's um there's another group in like Azerbaijan, like somewhere in Eastern Europe that that like I get emails from. Like, it's all over the world, guys. Like, it's all over the world, yeah. and it doesn't make any fucking well, sense. It, it, it didn't make any sense when I was getting those emails no, when we now. sucked. When we sucked. Like, yeah. now if I get those emails, oh, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, it makes sense. But it was when we sucked that I was getting those emails. And yet, here we are. Here we are. And you don't believe us, folks? You can go back to Podbean, because we were recording this shit in 2009. When the quarterback controversy was Trent Edwards versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was the QB conf- 2009, the T.O. season. That was when this podcast began. So you don't believe us? Go ahead and go ahead and listen to that podcast from 2009. Also, then, I will fucking fight you. Till then, last week we recorded our first playoff win podcast. And next weekend, one way or another, mm. we will re- we will be recording our first podcast after a conference championship. Because that's where we're headed. Woohoo! Go fucking Bills! But until then, go Bills! Go Bills! Like Lars, by, right, by the way, woohoo! We actually have to. We actually have to discuss logistically, seriously, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? The bills make me wanna shout.